welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. Hey, hey everybody, Rosie, it's, it's Renee and Rosie. Rosie and I was going to say your name first, but, you know. Whatever. Hey, guys. Hello, hello. (laughs) I don't even know if we're going to be able to get through it. It's so good to be back together. (laughs) Yes, it is. uh, We are doing a podcast for Make It Happen. Making It Happen? Oh, shit. Close. (laughs) Close. (laughs) And Radically Loved. Our Radical Loved. Radic Loved. (laughs) You know my favorite thing? I know this is going to be really terrible. Um, But one of my biggest pet peeves when I get emailed on the pot for the podcast, when Mm -hmm. people send, you know, comments and inquiries and things, when, when they're requesting to be a guest on the podcast and they say, Hey, I love Rad Love Podcast. And they didn't even say it right. They didn't even say it right. Or they call me another name or they just say, (laughs) Hey, I'm a big fan of, enter podcast name i'd love to be a podcast oh my gosh they don't even fill it out they don't even fill it out that is hilarious they're definitely a big fan you know (laughs) notes of people that want to be on podcasts actually someone sent me a very personalized one i heard this episode this i heard this episode this i think it'd be great for my client with this and i was like you know you're actually one of the first people that's been very detailed about the podcast and what why Mm -hmm. it's affiliated with your client yeah that's but, great. Yeah. I love that. So, you know, I am so not the person that, and especially where we're at with the podcast, and I'm sure you you feel the same way. I'm I'm most interested with people that align with mm-hmm. our audience, totally. right? And I think that that's something really important for people out there who are wanting to share their message right. with an audience, especially an audience that has already been established, right. to be able to provide value and really present yourself in a way that is uh, genuine and authentic. And to me, if I get an email that's a template, that's impersonal impersonal to me. 100%. Right? Totally. And like if someone knows what you're doing and why it's a fit and can explain it to you, you're Mm -hmm. more likely to be like, yeah, I'll have you on my podcast. I, I don't know. I'm sure you get like a lot of inquiries for people to be on your podcast. And I don't, it's not that I like, Sometimes people ask me, and sometimes even friends ask me, but I'm like, it doesn't, it's just not the same alignment. Like, it's, Mm -hmm. you're great. It's just, I don't talk about real estate investing on my podcast. You know, like people that send me real estate, hey, I'm a real estate investor and I would love to tell people how to make money doing real estate. I was like, you obviously don't know my podcast. You know, I don't, but I mean, it's great if you want to do real estate investing. It's, I used to do it like great, you know, but so it's good to, be authentic and genuine. And do your homework. Do your homework. Yeah. You know? You know, I've actually booked 
podcast guests from people even reaching out on Instagram that send a genuine note. You know, there was mm. an author that I that I actually really all she did was comment about a podcast interview that I had just done mm-hmm. that she happened to listen to. And she just very in two sentences wrote who she was and what she did and what her book name was. Wow. And I looked her up and I was totally uh, engaged. That's awesome. You know, and I reached out to her and I was like, hey, I would love to interview you for my podcast. And That's cool. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like. I don't know why we got off on this tangent, yeah. you guys. But speaking sorry. of podcasts, I'll tell you one really cool thing. So people probably know this if they've been listening for a while, but now, Rosie is the one that pushed me to do my podcast. I love you guys missed it. She just like twists her hair <laughs> left to right. <laughs> but she pushed me to do my podcast. Like I was like, I want to do a podcast. And Rosie was crushing it, and she is crushing it on our podcast. And And I was just like, I want to do a podcast. And so she nudged me and kicked me in the bum and said, mm-hmm. I don't know why I said bum. I think I hang out with kids too much. Yeah, the butt. that's what it is. Um, and she got me. And so I would call her and ask her, so what do I do with this? And if you listen to the beginning of my podcast, Rosie's voice is in the beginning of our podcast. <laughs> it is. Welcome to making it happen. No, welcome to <laughs> make it happen. Dot life. Yeah, that's Rosie. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so we were thinking about doing a podcast together and we said we we're since it's been a year mm-hmm. we're going to call it lessons we learned from last year yes so last year being 2018 2018 yes correct so from a year from now do you want to start do you want to pick one and we'll just go so yeah you're and we're obviously if you're listening to this on my platform it's radically loved yeah. and if you're listening it if you're listening to it on henry's platform it's making it happen with henry <laughs> And our audiences uh, intermix quite well. Yeah. And I, you know, Henry did say that I, I didn't, it didn't, he didn't need that much pushing on my end, but I know Henry and I know his story and I know how powerful he is. Thank and you. the fact that he wasn't sharing his gifts on a platform was like, I felt like we were all being robbed from his, so <laughs> from, his from all of his light and, and good vibes, so that that was the incentive. So you you are so all sweet. welcome. Oh wow, you're so sweet. <laughs> wow, thank you. You know what's crazy? So what, should we tell them how we met? Oh yeah, yeah, we can. Okay, sorry. So everyone's like, tell me what you learned. I want to yeah, know what you yeah, learned. Yeah, yeah. We'll make it really brief, and then we'll go to lessons we learned. Lessons we learned. So we were at an event at Wanderlust in LA, and you were supposed to be sitting somewhere else, and mm-hmm. I was invited to that event last minute, and we happened to be sitting next to each right other. Next to each other. And we were kind of quiet for the first like part of the whole thing. And I remember Rosie was crossing her legs on the chair and she looked totally meditative. And you had your glasses on. And I was like, this girl has cool glasses. She looks like totally zenned out. Like I really, she seems super cool. And then we started talking. And then I found out you had a podcast. And then you asked me questions. And that's all I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember we clicked. And then yeah. we had juice. And then we had we made a date to have juice. Yes. Yeah. And it's interesting because... You know, there's the people that you meet sometimes so randomly like that, I don't think is so random. And there's right. been plenty of people that I've met at events and I, I try to meet new people and, but there's, there was something definitely special about 100%. you and the way that we just connected. Totally. It was, it was spot on. It yeah. was so like soul recognition. It really was. You know, and I instantly felt connected. Like I, the minute I met, and a lot of people feel like this about Henry. Oh no, whatever. You know, about right? you? <laughs> okay. No, but 
I know we're always gushing over each other it's because true. we love each other so totally. much. And and I feel like the minute we met, I was like, this we need to be friends. Yeah. I need to hang out with this person. I I want everything that he's got. Like I think that we would just be able to totally lift each to other. Lift each other 100%. and elevate. I was gonna say elevate. See? See? Get High five. Mind. <laughs> mind. Um so anyway, that's how we met. All right. So and if you're interested in our progression and our friendship, we can post the other interviews that we've done on each of our okay. platforms. On yeah, we'll do that. that. Yeah, we'll do that. We could go back. That'd that be awesome. We don't have to sit here and rehash that's our true. history. Very true. Very, and you'll see how far we've come. Because yes. it's going to be, it's very interesting. I know. It's so bizarre. Okay. So lessons we learned in 2018. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question first. Okay. 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 So, and there was many. And we, by the way, it is, we're at my house uh, in Laurel Canyon. And we just spent the last two hours catching up. Yeah. <laughs> and Seriously. we're just recording now. So I think one of the most important questions that I would want to know is you've had many lessons in your life and I and yes. I know you will. What was it about last year for you that was different in regard to the lessons that we learn in our lives on the daily? But last year in particular, what was the biggest lesson that you learned? Wow. And and what like lesson learned is the first part of the question. And the second is how have you come out of that lesson? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I think you asked that knowing what happened last year. <laughs> so you guys are getting like the real deal scoop. So a lot of stuff last year was a big change for me. Um, I literally felt, um, man. Okay. So I became officially like single as of last year. And that was big. Like, I love my ex to death. We'll take a bullet for her. She's amazing. Um, we just were not on the same frequency, right? And um, and it was it was crazy. Sometimes in life, um, you have to follow what you know is right and let things go that are supposed to be let go and bring things in that you're supposed to bring in, despite how uncomfortable they are and how much courage it takes you to do that, you know? Um, and... There's certain. I went through a crazy shift early in the year. If you look at my podcast, actually, it's funny. You'll see that I I launched it in November the year before. I I paused it in January for three months because not only did I feel like I want to revamp and make sure I add enough value to people listening, but I was also hashing out a lot of things that I was releasing and bringing into my life, mm -hmm. and um, and it was a relationship I was in for almost nine years. You know, and so a lot of times like, and I'm a fighter, I'm a lover. I'm like, anything, we're going to do this, doesn't matter what it is. And, you know, and, and for me, you realize that, well, yes, you can, you can push to make things work. There are certain things, and, and I'm, all, I'm all about doing everything you possibly can to make something work. But when you realize it's not supposed to be that way in your life, it's, sometimes, it's okay to just let it go and just give gratitude for it and take the lessons you learn and move on. And I think that was a really big step for me early on in the year. And um, right when I did that, it was really interesting. Um, and, and, and I think I had to do that within myself energetically too, because the day that I, I um, the day that we decided, hey, we're just, mm -hmm. we're, we're just really great friends. Let's just, just be good friends. It's not going to work. 
that day I get a phone call from someone who's very, very awesome and influential. It was like, hey, I want you to be my management. And then a month later, I launched my podcast again and it it shoots. And then two months later, I, I go to the exit festival, I end up speaking to 40,000 people. And then two months later, like things just started going. But the reason that happened was, not, I don't think that many people, I haven't told this story. It's crazy. Because mm. you know these stories. <laughs> I, was, I was leading a retreat in Bali, which Rosie also was like, you got to go to Bali. And after I was feeling like I need to go to Bali, like I had this crazy feeling like I need to go to Bali, Bali. I kept yeah. feeling all these things and then Rosie just kind of like helped me solidify that. But I was leading a meditation in Bali. It was like a really powerful one. And it was like, you know, when you're in the zone and you're taking people through some process. And as I am leading this, wow, I'm telling this story. It's crazy. As I'm leading this, I say, I hear this voice say, the world is ready to hear your voice. You need to go and clean up your house and make sure everything is where it needs to be. You know, like really like all the things need to be elevated to a certain place in your life. And if they're not there, then you energetically need to align with everything that's there. And I went in and that was the beginning of the, the conversation we had. And she is, by the way, side note, if anybody knows my ex, she's one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my entire life. And incredibly talented. Very talented, mm -hmm. beautiful soul. Mm -hmm. Love her to death. And it's just, we just weren't good lovers. We we're great friends, you know, and we, we did everything we possibly could. But it was really, going back to the last year, the lesson learned is it takes a lot of courage to do what's right sometimes, but you still have to do it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it, it, sometimes you do it in pain. Sometimes you do it hurting. Sometimes you do it, whatever that is. And looking back at my life and looking back at the lessons I learned, um, and I kind of learned it briefly previously with, you know, with my mother being sick. It's like, sometimes you make decisions and you anticipate that it's going to be hard. And you know this isn't the easiest decision I'm about to make. And you know that, you know, even if it's going after a new career or it's dealing with someone that's ill in your family or forgiving someone or whatever that is, you know, sometimes you know you're about to make certain decisions and you anticipate how tough it's going to be when you make those decisions. But you have to decide in advance how you're going to show up. Mm -hmm. You know, and for me, I decided, okay, I can't go out in the world and be like, you know, how am I going to process this correctly? How am I going to really grow from it? How am I going to utilize this in the best way? Because this could make me one type of person or make me another type of person. So I think it's A, making the decision that was tough for me to make. And then B, once I made the decision, deciding in advance what I'm going to do to actually process that in the best way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So courage to do the right things when you know they're right in your soul. Mm. Does that answer your question? It does. Yes. In a perfectly eloquent way. Thank you. As <laughs> usual. Keep it motivated. Um, yeah, I think it does. And of course, obviously, like I know the story and I, I, I know the process that you've been through, but I think it's, it's so great to be able to look back even mm -hmm. a year. And right. again, a, a year went by so fast. Right. And when you're in it, you know, I think when you're in such a huge transition like that, it's for most people, it can be extremely disorienting. Mm -hmm. And even though you may have had moments of that, like, whoa, this is happening. Right. I always admire your courage and your willingness to surrender any gripping or any sort of attachment that you have to, oh, but this needs to be this way. Right. right? So it's uh it speaks highly to your character and I just oh, really thanks. love that. Same, thank you. I mean, we, you know, that's why I think we resonate. It's like I think both of us are willing to do what the right thing and the best thing is, right? Yeah. It's like to me it's 
if something is the best and I want it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, or I want to work to make whatever I have the best. And, um, it's just, it's, I've never, I never discuss real, like my relationships usually typically, um, which is cool because we're really close, like your family. So it makes it easier for me to talk to everybody about it. But it's like, it's crazy. And it's not like, you know, people, people a lot of times see you and me and we're out and we're doing so much in the world and we're traveling and we're doing all this stuff. Like you just got back from Scotland, which we're going to talk about, but it's like, you know, we deal with all sorts of emotions. It's just a matter of like, okay, well, how do I deal with them? How do I process them? Like, you know, anyways, but yeah, so thank you. I was going to go to another tangent, but I want to ask you a question because I don't want to take over the whole thing. So, um, so we're going to pass the baton. Do you have anything else about that? No. Okay. Um, okay. So you had a, a big year, mm-hmm. like you were gone a lot last year. Mm-hmm. You were on the cover of yoga, yoga journal magazine. Mm-hmm. You represented yoga journal, literally traveling across the whole country. I remember we were sitting here talking about you going and then you traveled. That was last year, right? That was the year before. Was it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> See, we're just like merging everything we together. Are. Oh my gosh. That okay. That was the year before. Okay, so but we, I was gone a lot last okay. year. There was a lot of retreats and travel and workshops and things. Yeah. And you've, you've, I've seen you evolve like a ton. We we're talking about it today and being like, and sometimes it's cool because now you're, you know, from hustling so much the year before to being on the road, driving a car from city to city, doing yoga stuff. And then being on the cover of this like prestigious yoga magazine and leading humongous things you just led something with like 1800 people yesterday or something right Mm -hmm. and so like a meditation which is amazing so like what what are your biggest like if someone's listening and because i think a lot of people aspire to do have an impact on the world i want to do good in the world and want to do great things and people look at you and i know you're like well i'm still working on mine but i think a lot of people like wow you're on the cover of one of the greatest magazines Mm -hmm. not that that like does anything because i think you know it's like that happens you're like cool my face is on a magazine but what does it really do like happens i i want to make sure that i I address that because i've talked about this but not on the podcast being on the cover of a magazine doesn't doesn't do anything for you i'm sorry to say but i think it's great and i'm so grateful and the yoga journal family's always been so supportive supportive and i love my community but being on the cover of a magazine doesn't doesn't make any extra emails come in. It doesn't give you any extra followers. Like none of that happens, you know, it's the accolades are great, but at the end of the day, I think what the biggest thing people need to uh, believe is your work is still valid, whether you're on the cover of a magazine or not, you know, that, that to me is the biggest lesson I learned with that whole thing because yeah, it was a pinnacle. And I talked about this, on my podcast, I did an episode called how I got on the cover of yoga journal mm-hmm. where I had put a yoga journal cover on my vision board, um, back in 2013. Awesome. So that was five years ago. And funny enough, what's crazy about that is when I looked back at that vision board, it was the December cover of 2013, wow. which is crazy. Cause I was on the se- December cover of 2018. Wow. Right. So to me, I was like, Oh, that's so crazy. And to me, that just validates the fact that I've continued my path regardless of the accolades. I just continue to do what I do because it's, it's what I love regardless of whether I get the recognition or not. Of course, the recognition is great. Of course, getting, everything you set your heart out to get is wonderful. But at the end of the day, that that's fleeting. Somebody right. else will be on the cover. Somebody else will be number one. Right. Somebody else will be, you know, 
above you, you know, but you'll always be above somebody else. And I don't think that that's what matters. So what do you, how do you measure, how do you measure success for you? Oh, that's a, that's a big question. I think for me personally, I measure success with my level of taking in the present moment. Ooh. So, yeah, I mean, so if I'm able to live my day fully taking in what is happening in that moment, then I I know I've been successful. And the success for me, I celebrate the little successes. That's awesome. You know, just like the little things that when I get a phone call from one of my clients or one of my students that they accomplish something, that to me is like, yes, like validating, you know. And I go and I speak to, you know, at-risk youth or, you know, people that are trying to better themselves in a way where the odds are against them. And they send me an, a note or they send me like a beautiful thank you card or something. That to me is like, I, that's success wow. to me because that's more sustainable. The accolades and the speaking and the being in front of thousands of people and being able to celebrate the work that I've done, that's all great. Right. But that's, it doesn't last. Right. It's crazy because when you start celebrating little things, like your energy level and emotional level and spiritual level and mindset level, everything elevates anyways, and you end up getting more success anyways and more things to be grateful for. Whereas if you wait for that big thing to be happy or that big thing to be grateful for, like it's going to take you a lot longer to get there anyway. So it's like it's a win-win-win situation when you celebrate in the present moment. Yeah, because it's in the waiting that we become. Right. And and so often we celebrate, oh, when I get this or when I get that or when I, you know, get on the New York Times bestselling list or when I get on the right, billboard right. charts or when I, then I'll be happy. And I learned a long time ago, a long time ago that you can't wait until tomorrow for you to celebrate your happiness. You, you don't experience love, joy contentment in the future in the past you experience it in the present moment so why would i sacrifice the very little time i have on this planet because we don't have that much time and without sounding too morbid we need to be able to just take in all of those joys and pleasures and moments right now because that's really all we have that's right just yes oh my gosh so much you know, you said so, you said so many things. I love it. Oh my gosh! So one one crazy story. I think I've said it before in one of my episodes was, I had this. I, I you know I move a ton because I'm always mm-hmm. on the road, right? Yes. And I have this box next to one of my one of my desk my office desk. Um, I have this box on the floor, and it's funny. It's and every time I'm I, I'm moving, I'm like, oh, it's the same box. I pull it out. It's like the Grammy certificate, the graduation. It's all these things at one point that was like, this is going to be everything. And then you get it and then it goes in a box and then you go after the next thing. And then I was like, yeah, I'll hang it up. Like, But you go after the next thing and you realize it's in a box. And then sometimes I'll look at it and be like, oh my gosh. I remember when I got this award at USC, it was called the Order of the Torch. And it was supposed to be like this, it's a huge deal. Like, 12 you know whatever whatever and I was like I remember when it was like everything to me it's like they give it to 12 people I was like I'm preparing for it I was doing everything for it I was looking forward to it when I get it it's gonna be amazing blah blah blah. and then I got it and then it was in the box and I forget I even did it until I brought it up right now like I forgot that I even got it and I think a lot of times we look for that's you know and I think that's something I just learned is like it's 
what are you doing with your life? Like that thing isn't like when I'm on my deathbed, am I going to look at my grandkids and say, I don't have any grandkids or kids yet, but like, am I going to look at them and be like, well, when I was alive, I got the order of the torch. <laughs> I, I was on an album that yeah, won yeah. a Grammy and yeah. it was just like, so what? Like, what did I do? Who did I impact? Did I live or did I just exist? Yeah. You know, and there's a, a book called The Untethered Soul. I'm sure you read it. There's a chapter, I think it's 17. It's about death. And I did an episode about it because it was my mother's, you know, anniversary of her passing recently. And I think it like makes you realize like, this is one life. Like, what are we doing with this life? So can I ask you one more question? I was just about to ask you a question, but go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, so, and this is a question for everybody listening and would love to read like just to ponder this. When you were on your rocking chair looking back, like honestly, let's just be honest with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, and it doesn't matter what you've done in your past. From here going forward, what do you really, what's going to bring you joy to say you did and who you became, like what? It, what would you say? Is you're gonna look back and you would be proud of to say, you know, I did this. Mm. I it was just instant. It came in. You know, I want people to feel radically loved. That's awesome. I want I want people everywhere to feel connected to each other. Beautiful. That that to come to the realization that we're all the human race yeah that that's all that matters that there is so much kindness that exists in in all of us and to be able to celebrate that with each other to create a community that is more about the similarities than the differences totally i think that if i look back and i was able to contribute to that or facilitate that in some way, shape, or form, I think I could sit on that rocking chair and be like, okay, I love it. I think you do. Life. I think you contribute to it. It's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sit on the rocking chair. We'll have hot, <laughs> I know. hot chocolate together. Hot chocolate, yes. <laughs> this is like our party time. It really is. So from just going back to our lessons from last year, did you learn anything last year that you're like, I will never do that again? Holy moly. Um, sure. <laughs> Let me think. We'll come back with your regular scheduled programming. Let me think about this. I will never do that again. Um, I think something I get caught up in every once in a while is getting caught up in the mind, in the mind of like you, you get so busy that you forget to actually like live intentionally like there's so many things calling to you it's funny i just recently had it happen this weekend like you get so busy like i there's so much going on in our lives everybody listening probably has some people have kids and school and this and that and job and they don't have a dream they want to pursue and it's so easy that like life just starts calling to you and then you get caught up on this cycle and then you realize like you're just completely wiped and drained you know and there was one moment I was traveling so much and I was doing so much and, you know, I'm very ambitious and I think both of us are like, we'll just go, mm -hmm. you know? And I think a lot of people listening, I mean, if you're still listening to this podcast episode to this point, you're ambitious and you care, right? Like that's just a fact because you care enough to invest this time into your personal development. And um, I think I was just going so much that I didn't listen mm -hmm. to what I needed mm -hmm. because I think sometimes, and most people that listen to this are givers rather than receivers. Right, I think we're similar. Like I would much rather give than receive. That's just mm -hmm. how I am. And I think 
Most people that are in our community are very similar to that. So a lot of times we give, 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 and I forget that sometimes I really need to make sure my cup is full and overflowing. You know, and there was one moment where I was completely wiped and drained and I was just overwhelmed and I just had to step back and I got, I got super sick for like a, a weekend. Um, and then I remember just, and then it was funny. This was my lesson actually. I got super sick that weekend and I don't like asking people for help. It was my lesson. I didn't like asking people for help. So, um, you know, long story short, I just ended up like getting sick and sitting there and I couldn't even get out of bed to go get food. And like, I was sitting there and I was like, oh, well, I don't wanna bother anybody. I'm like, and I'm sitting there like literally feeling like I got hit by a bus and I'm walking up and I felt like I was gonna pass out. And then finally this girl um, that I had dated for just like a little bit, she messages me and she's like, hey, what's up? And I was like, I'm not feeling well. She shows up with like bars and food and stuff like that. I was like, you are the greatest ever. But I was like, man, I don't do a good job at like raising my hand and saying, hey, these are what my needs are because I don't want to be selfish. But I realized I was being selfish by not taking care of my needs, mm, you know. So yeah. like if you're a giver, like you need to we need to learn how to receive and learn how to like make sure our cup is full as well mm -hmm. and have self-love. Because if I can't give you love, if I'm not loving on myself, you know, oh, that's so good. that's kind of like I think one thing I learned is like I need to like allow my friends to be my friends. So good. That's tough when you are a, a giver. You yeah. know, it's hard to put yourself in the position of the receiver because all you want to do is just give, give, give. Yeah. What about you? Same question. That's a really good question. Uh, you could tell Rosie's been doing this for a really long time <laughs> because um, she has really good questions and she gets things out of me that nobody else does. <laughs> so, but so the good news about this interview is. I get to ask you the same questions oh, you ask me. Like, so I'm like trying to... Copy-paste. <laughs> I'm trying to limit my, my questioning. I'm like, okay, well, what am I willing don't, to Don't answer? do it. We're going to go all in here. This I know. Is... All right. Uh, so the question was, what, what lesson, in regards to the lessons, what would you never do again? Right? That's yeah, like, I mean. yeah. Like, what's one lesson you learned that you did and you're like, I will never do that again? Mm. I think it's... <laughs> oh this is gonna I be good <laughs> you should see her face <laughs> i think it's definitely along the same lines as you with regard to taking care of my health mm -hmm. i think especially being somebody that's in the health and wellness industry because i do tend to give and i i don't like to think about it as i push myself i, I push 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 but i i seem to i'm gonna i'm gonna position it like this just like, you know, words and vibration. I tend to forget that my physical being needs rest. Mm. And I can tend to push it to the limits of um, not, not giving it what it needs when it needs it. Right. And so I think one of the biggest lessons for me last year was with regard to my health and not being able to give myself what I needed when I needed it. Mm. And in a sense, ignoring the, my own internal, like, you know, voice. Right. My, That's huge. Yeah. Because internally my body would say, Hey, like, let's, let's not 
get on an airplane this weekend or let's not say yes to this because I'm a yes person too. You know that. It's right. like opportunity. Hey, yeah. you want to come here? You want to come to Chicago? You want to come to New York? You want to come to Miami? Like, yes, 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 yes to everything. Right. If, my, if I have an opening in my schedule, you better believe I'm going to fill it. And that's what Tori says all the time. He's like, if there's an opening, you're going to fill the space. Right. And, and I think for me last year, it was really tough physically, you know, and, and I definitely will go more into that. I think as this year progresses, um, I'll share more of that, you know? Um, yeah. but I think for now, what's important to know is that when your body's under a certain level of stress, right. it's going to affect everything. And that's one of the biggest causes of disease, right? right? It's being right. under stress. And I definitely pushed myself to the limit last year where my body was just completely thrown off of right. its norm. And I had to like hit the brakes hardcore at the end of the year, right? So the cover comes out and, you know, everything is great and all these great things and opportunities are coming up, not because of the cover, just because of all the work that I had put in the couple of years prior. And I had to hit the hard reset. So I took all of, you know, this January and February off where I just needed to reset. Mm -hmm. I need to reset my body, my mind. I needed to get back to that state of, uh, neutral, right. Because I was so depleted right. and, and I, I learned that I need to listen to my body more regardless mm. of whatever is on the schedule. Right. I need to be able to stop and I actually, you know, yeah. And this is a good question to ask the audience. I mean, right now, like what is one thing your internal voice is telling you right now? Like, think about it. Even if you're like, oh, don't want to hear it. Like, mm -hmm. what is it telling you right now? Because it knows, mm -hmm. right? It knows something and it's protecting you from something. If it's coming from the right space, right? Not like a pattern. And that's a whole yeah. different topic of conversation. Of, But like, what is that true inner voice that you know is telling you like, hey, take care of this thing or hey, do this thing or don't do this thing. Yeah. Or, you know, what is that thing telling you? And just write it down and maybe take it seriously mm -hmm. and consider it. Cause I know that mm -hmm. both of us have like had that where we, we hit a wall and we're like, holy moly, I thought I heard that like a month ago and yep. I could have, but yeah, sometimes we learn yeah. the harder way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to learn the harder right. way because that's the only way that we'll learn. We'll learn, right? right? <laughs> Especially yeah. us. I have another question. Okay, cool. What was the biggest lesson you learned with regard to finances? Oh, you're asking me this. We just had a good conversation. So this is a very interesting, it goes back to, I, I love it. Rosie was just actually setting me up for this whole podcast. We sat here and she's picking my brain about all these things. And she's like, now I know exactly what I want to ask you for the podcast episode. Okay, so this is actually huge for me. So um, just giving you a little bit of history. I, um, I was in, I went to, I was in the music industry and then I started my own company after that with a partner. And um, a year and a half into it, we had grown the company internationally, which was really a blessing. It was cool. We're doing really well. And then my internal voice, I felt like God was telling me, like, it's time to sell your shares of the company and go back to USC. And right before I was like, when I was selling it before, like right before, if I would have waited a year or two, I would have made a ton more money from it, right? And then I, so I followed you know, long story about USC, get to USC. We have that story actually on the podcast. We do. Okay, yeah, perfect. So, so it'll check be, that out. Yeah. 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 It's a really cool story. And then, so then I go into commercial real estate development, which is a very lucrative business. And in three years, I became a director of investments of a $2 billion real estate company. 
So I was doing pretty well financially. I had the Ocean View office, you know, and then plus, um, had I waited before I quit my job, I would have had equity in one of the deals we were going to do. And then when I decided to quit my job, which is another story on my former podcast episodes, um, I got another offer right off the bat that said, hey, do you want to be a partner in this real estate company? We'll get equity right away. It's another $2 billion company, and we're probably going to double in the next two years, which means I would have made a lot of money. But I said, no, I'm, I'm going to like, I felt really strongly I needed to quit this job and do give this gift to the world that I feel like I'm supposed to give through me, my talents, my strengths, all that stuff that I've been given, I want to give it back. So I was basically going to fund myself. And so I went back into this crazy like entrepreneur mode where in our industry, you don't, it takes a while for you to become financially like stable in it. So I, was, I had put a big pocket of money and, you know, and was doing that. And then um, it was interesting because then I got into such a giver mode, giver, 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 where I was just like, you know what, like, um, I'm like thinking, how deep am I gonna go? Let's uh -huh. go all the way, right? <laughs> I was I'm like, like, do it. Rosie is like smiling at me, like, <laughs> do it. So I got into giver mode, and I literally put everything back into this, like back into funding my marketer, my this, my designer, just everything back into what I'm doing. A lot of the travel I was doing, that was like basically just me funding it, you know. But I knew. I had the big vision, the big future, and it was just an investment, right, into myself and into this work. So long story short, I had put everything back into this. And every time last year when I would go to do something for income, I would like I would have some coaching clients. I limit it because I don't, you know, I don't have that many coaching clients. I have like maybe two at a time or three at a time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I had a few coaching clients and other things that were giving me income. But every time I would go to do something really big to get income, I would feel that voice say, don't focus on income, just focus on impact. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I was like, okay, don't know how I'm going to do this in two months. My, you know, all this, I had saved up a ton of money mm -hmm. and it was three years later, it depletes, right? right? And I'm like, okay. And I kept feeling, I always, if you know me, you'll know I'll always honor and follow what I feel the right thing to do is, even if it seems like I'm crazy, move to Antarctica, wear Speedos and live in an igloo, right? I will do it. Not that that's what it said, but like, and that would be really hard for me to do, but you know, <laughs> side note, I don't like being cold, but okay. So I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> so, I don't know, it was kind of out of left field. It was, that's it. okay. So I, I kept feeling that. And then this year I was, um, I, I had a concert on March 9th, and my I have some really, really cool music coming out. I have cool announcements. I can't say them yet, oh. but I'll tell you in a second. Rosie's smiling. I got the sneak peek. But you, I will tell you soon when I'm allowed to share it. But some really cool big things, right? And um, But I put everything back into the show, into everything I was doing, and Right after my show, March 9th, I went to a Tony Robbins event, which I, I love. I love Tony. I think he's brilliant. His live events are absolutely unparalleled. So I went to a Tony event, and I this is like totally real deal, real talk, guys. So um, I was at a Tony event, and Tony does this process where you just have to go. I won't tell you all about it, but it's where you take your most limiting beliefs. And mind you, I do a lot of self-work. Like Rosie and I, and you obviously listen to this podcast, do self-work. And you know there's always layers and deeper and deeper and deeper. And just when you think, I'm free at last, yeah. you know, like things come up and they're, they're like, they're big. And so I'm at Tony's event and I knew, 
all these things were coming up for me because I'm, I'm at another transitionary level in my life. There's a lot of up-leveling that's happening in my life right now and we're always up-leveling, but like mine happened pretty dramatically. Like I'm, I went from like not really speaking that, like speaking to small crowd, crowds to 40,000. No, no podcast to crazy. Nothing, like I'm like zero to 100 kind of, yeah. kind of person. Mm-hmm. And I'm at another zero to 100 point in my life where some things in the next six months, eight months are gonna be pretty big. And so all these things started coming up and I was like, what is this? So I met Tony Robbins and Tony says, write down three of the most limiting beliefs that you, you've had. And nothing was really popping up. And I was telling Rosie, I got into a place of complete surrender. Like where I was just like, literally, I, I said, I need to discover my most limiting beliefs, the deepest subconscious beliefs. Because for me, I mean, those of you know, your subconscious mind is your operating system. 90 to 95% of your, your whole thing is operated by your subconscious mind. Only 5% is conscious. So most of the things you do is a pattern. So for me, it's like, I want to unveil anything and everything that is not serving me and I want to be free from it and I want to live at the highest level possible. So I'm sitting here at Tony Robbins and I'm just like pleading and, and for me, I, I, you know, I believe in God so I'm praying I'm like, God, I need you to show me. I, sur- I completely was in a state of surrender. Literally, I think I was even in tears. Like show me all of it. I want to serve at the highest level and I know that I'm limited to what my beliefs and my stories are and what meanings I give things from my childhood. So if there's something I'm running, I need it to be revealed because I need to go and live the life that I really want to live fully and unapologetically and wholeheartedly full of love. Like, please just just show me what my beliefs are. Literally, boom, 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 three beliefs. Like, I felt like literally just freaking were written on my paper, right? And I was like, oh my gosh. I have this belief, holy moly. And it's funny because consciously, I knew they weren't true. But something as a pattern when I was younger just made me think that they were true. And, my, and one of the former limiting BS beliefs that I used to have was, um, was it had to do with finances and it had to do with, it's funny, so let me go backwards really quick. Another former, former belief before that was um, you have to work really hard to barely get by, mm. right? Because I used to, because when I was a kid, when I did the work, I remember walking in to see my father at 4.30 in the morning, and he had his head in his hands, and it was 4.30, a cigarette in his hands, and his, his head in his other hand, and, and it was 4.30 in the morning, I saw he was working overtime, and we, we were living in a one-bedroom place where you could only fit a king-size bed in bunk beds, mm. right? Where you couldn't move. Like, I had to jump on my parents' bed to get off of my bed. It was one room, you know? And I remember thinking, wow, in life you have to work really hard to barely get by. Working hard served me, barely getting by did not. But your subconscious mind is going to look to validate your belief system. So if you believe you work hard to barely get by, it's gonna look for all ways to prove that belief. So whatever we're subconsciously believing is going to be validated by this reticular activating system in our mind that looks for ways to prove it. It's like when you say, I really want this car, mm-hmm. and then you see the car everywhere, everywhere yeah. right? Like it, it, because we can only process so much information. So I had, I had resolved that, um, that thing, and so all of a sudden I'm at Tony Robbins, and this other financial thing comes up, and I was like, holy moly, and this is insane. And I think it's going to help a lot of you listening to, listening to us, and I didn't even know that I had this. So... Um, 
I was sitting there and the former BS limiting belief that I had was I cannot take money. Well, if I take money from people, then two things, am I going to add enough value to them and will they, and they may love me less. And I was like, I believe that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I believe that. And I, you know, I guess I do. And I worked through it and it was crazy. And then, then I worked through it. I cleared that limiting belief out and then I, and then I, I surrendered again. I was like, what is the truth? Because to me, we can have a limiting belief, but what is the truth, right? Like, what is the real deal truth? And this is something I think is going to help a lot of people. And look, I'm all about adding value and service. I will never want to take money from anybody if I don't give you way more value than, than you give. Like, I just want to give you everything that I possibly can, right? Because I understand that, you know, it's really time that you can never get back money. We can get all the time. Yeah. But for me, any, if any, someone gives me their time and their money and their energy, whatever it is, I want to make sure you get enough value from it. So the, the, the belief was, and then Tony says, okay, what are you going to replace it with? And I was like, okay, um, and I had nothing. Like sometimes we could see something tangible. Like, no, I, add, I was telling myself, no, I add a ton of value to people. Look at all the lives. I get messages every day about lives changing from across the world. Mm -hmm. I heard your podcast. I saw your video. I saw you speak. I still remember something you did. And, and even like you saved my life. And I consciously knew that. I would say, you know, I add value, but I add value. But something, it wasn't in my soul that I felt mm -hmm. it. And then all of a sudden, and this is the way that I, you know, to me, God speaks to me, and if you believe universe, source, infinite intelligence, whatever you want to replace it with, all of a sudden, this, this verse, this phrase or this verse pops in my head, and it says, what is it worth it if somebody loses their soul and gains the whole world? And then the voice inside of me said, Henry, one soul is worth more than the entire world, and what you give somebody and what you, what you do for people, they can't give you all the money in the world and pay you enough for what you do for them mm -hmm. because their soul is worth way more than the entire planet. So we're in the work of helping people with something that's so intangible and eternal of nature, like infinitely you know, important. Like this is going to last for the rest of their life, right? This is going to last forever for them, mm -hmm. forever till they die, right? This is going to help their relationships and everything that they do, their self-worth and... And it was like, man, like you're giving the knowledge that I've been blessed with through my own personal hero's journey, my struggles and my study and just the gifts that I've been given is really to help people get connected, to be free from limiting beliefs, to be free from all these things. And this is the work I'm constantly doing on myself. And, and to see people get connected and live a full life and do all these things, it's like, I realized like no amount of money in the whole world, like if someone gives me a deep connection and liberates me to go live a full life and liberates me to go after my dreams and live my dreams and have self-love and have a better relationship and, and give my gift to the world, I cannot pay that person enough money, right? And yet on the, on the flip side, I was like, am I adding a value? Are they going to love me less? Like, no, like I am doing a really important work and it was a big shift for me. Mm. You know, it was like, wow. Like, and, and then the, the second part of it was, First of all, there's an abundance of finances in the world. Like, there's enough to go around for everybody, and I can do more good. I, I, I don't want the money for me. Yes, I want cool things, but first and foremost, I think, how can I scale? How can I get bigger messages out? How can I create cooler videos? How can I hire more people to get the word out? How can I help this one person? How can I go help this one cause? Like, 
people, like money is not evil. It's, it's a magnifier. It reveals your character, right? So for me, it's like my intentions to me are, are pure. Like I want to do good. Do I want cool things? Absolutely, right? But first and foremost, like it's a duty for me to be successful because I want to do good in the world, mm -hmm. right? And so those two shifts for me last year, and sorry, thanks for bearing with this long story, but those two shifts for me last year was one, it's like, Nothing can replace what you do for somebody on a, on a spiritual, soulful, mental, emotional level. Nothing. Mm -hmm. No amount of money can do that for anybody. You know, and it's not even about the money, right? It's about what impact can I make? Yeah. And secondly, like those of us that have, you know, anybody that has um, limiting beliefs regarding money, it's like mm -hmm. really dive in and understand like it's not evil. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing and there's enough to go around. And guess what? The people like... I had this really other cool experience on Rosie about, but I'll tell you the principal lesson is the people that that do, you know, energetically give you something in return for what you give them, they're, you know, they're going to receive because they're putting faith into something that's higher than themselves. Like they're saying, I'm gonna invest in myself. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do something. So whether you're in sales or whether you wanna be a coach or whether you wanna go speak or whether you wanna do something, A, it, you are worthy to do it. You do have a story. Right, like everybody has something that they could give somebody else. So don't discount yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't discount what you give the world, and know that if you just help somebody with just pure love and intent, then you're giving them something that money can never buy. Mm -hmm. Right, and yeah. and going back to worthiness, and I'll, I'll spin this back to you. And so, I, does that answer your question? Yes. Going back to worthiness, what? And we we talk about worthiness all the time. Mm -hmm. What are some things for you? Like what comes up in terms of worthiness? And what are ways that you help remind yourself? Because living in the limelight, being on a podcast, getting asked to speak at all these events, you know, there, there are always those other thoughts that pop up in your yeah. mind. The doubts, yeah. the, the self-doubt, the, you know, mm -hmm. the, 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 the self-sabotaging thoughts. What are some experiences you've had that we can talk through in the past year? Because I've seen you evolve a lot last mm -hmm. year. Because Rosie is very honest with herself, you know. So can you elaborate on that journey for you? That would be amazing. Oh, that's like a... a a big sort of blanketed, how do we, how do we go? First of all, thank you for being honest and for talking about the financial Oh my gosh, thing. it's amazing. Because I am also of the belief system that money is a spiritual thing because we need it as a way, the, 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 it just allows us to spread our message more. You right. know, it's, and I think that the, especially in the world of yoga, right? It's looked at this desire thing that can corrupt our, um, desire map you know what right. i mean and i i don't believe that and that's not the way that you know in, in my school of thought and in my philosophy and the way that i study it's it's actually a conduit to be able to expand your potential and be able to expand your message and reach more people and continue to help and aid in their development um especially having similar you know background with you know i come from lack mentality scarcity mindset we grew up in uh, you know two bedroom apartment complex with like eight people and there was just a lack of resources and they didn't believe in financial abundance everything was very scarce and there was never enough but i never knew that which kind of helped you know that's the one up that i'm really grateful to my parents for is that i didn't know that we didn't have enough but I knew that we didn't have what most people did, mm -hmm. right? And so 
I always had that mindset also that you needed to work hard just to barely get by. Mm -hmm. So it, it was in, in a different, in a different scale. And for me, I think that helped shape my limiting belief around my earning potential. Right. It was like, oh yeah, I would always get to a place where I would reach the highest pinnacle of mm -hmm. the job that I was doing. Right. And then I'm like, okay, well that, that, that should be good enough. You know, that should be good enough. And I was always put in positions where there was more to gain or make, but I never, I never asked for it. I, I always thought that somebody would come in and like say, oh, Rosie's working so hard. Let's give her more money. Like I always just hoped that somebody would come discover me, right? That somebody would just, right. and that somebody, and that something never happened, right? That somebody ended up being me. Right. Because I realized well, this is what my value is. Why am I not, especially all the work that we've done, right? It's like, this is my value and this is what my work is valued at. And it wasn't until I was able to um, correlate those two things that right. I was able to reach a place where I felt financially abundant right. and financially free. You know, especially being in the position that I'm in where I'm still financially responsible for a lot of people in my life. Right. You know, Um so I appreciate you talking about that. Oh man, that. it's it's the crazy thing is just I don't want to divert, but the crazy thing is the second I shifted that belief, like I literally like came back the week after and had craziest opportunities to show up. It was just insane. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to learn that belief, which was a next level belief, right? Because we have thresholds. Like you learn this much and you're like, my earning potential is now this much. Now yeah. it's a hundred thousand. Now it's two and now it's blah, 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 right. Bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, well, and then all of a sudden, like the second you break that release, there's like this release where you can receive a lot more. But anyways, it was just yeah. crazy. The week after I had felt that things just kind of popped yeah. up. And that to me is totally like exactly how it happens when you're able to release that and mm. you're able to surrender to that higher power, right. higher calling. And again, depending on who or what you believe to me, I've, I've always been of the mindset that the universe will always provide when you're able totally. to let go of that expectation and the gripping because you're putting yourself energetically in a state of working hard, doing the work that you need to do to align yourself with those magical opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll go back to what your question was about um, the limiting beliefs, right? That was the question. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like around worthiness. Oh, worthiness. Ooh, well, uh, this is, it's interesting because I've definitely done some work around this because I, I didn't grow up feeling worthy at all. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely the foundation to the work that I do with Radically Loved and why I started Radically Loved because it came from this idea that we are radically loved and supported by God, source, universe, whatever higher power of your understanding that the universe works for us and not against us. Yeah. You teach what you most need to learn. Right. Right. And so for me, teaching that is because I mostly needed to learn that because right. I didn't feel worthy. Totally. You know, it's I like your always, hero's journey. Yeah. It's like I always felt so inadequate mm -hmm. that that's my when you talk about the limiting beliefs. I mean, that's definitely a strong one for a long time. Right. Because of, of the way that I grew up. I didn't grow up around people who were lift, lifting me up or encouraging me to do anything or teaching me things. It was like you existed and 
you needed to not rise above the pack because then we were going to disown you mm. and or you were going to think that you were better than us. Right. So you needed to stay in line, but but don't it's like do well, but not too well, mm. you know, and it, it was confusing because yeah. I knew what my potential was. Right. And I, I always felt that I had a, a bigger message and I always felt really comfortable sharing my voice and sharing my truth. You know, it's like, I'm such an honest person and right. I'm, I'll come to bat for anybody. And if anybody at this point, listening to this podcast, you know, me and how I speak and, you know, I, I don't, I always say I'm, I'm all about a mindful, nonviolent, uh, confrontation, <laughs> you know, because I, I think that the truth, truth, speaking the truth is one of the most powerful powers that we can possess. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Big time. It allows us to show up fully as who we are mm -hmm. to be able to speak that truth. Right. And to me, I've always felt really empowered in that, but I still felt inadequate if that makes right, sense. Totally. You know? So it's been a really long journey and I, and I can say in the work that I've done has really helped create a deeper sense of confidence in my ability. And it's like, I'm not, I don't feel inadequate in my work right. or what I do. I feel actually extremely empowered and confident Yeah, and totally. because I don't feel like that work is coming from me. Mm -hmm. Right. That's yeah. coming from source. It's so what's gotten you like, what's else. gotten you there? Someone's like listening and saying, man, I want to feel worthy i want to feel adequate i have these doubts like because i know i know you've done the work like i've seen yeah. you do the work like mm -hmm. we've talked about it mm -hmm. like what are some takeaways you've had that someone listening could be like hey you know what? i want to feel more self-love i want to feel more confident i think it's really about surrendering mm. and and surrendering the thought and having faith that you may be wrong mm. that your inadequacy could be not real. Right. Right. It's like believing that maybe you're wrong, I think is a, is a big thing because we believe things so wholeheartedly. Right. Especially when it comes to our limitations, right. we will get on our, like in front of our pulpit and we will be like, there is no way this is going to work. This is not happening this right. way. You don't know. You don't know what it's like. Like this is this. I only have this. This is my career, and this is my job. And like, there's nobody around. I can't get new clients. I can't do this. And you have you can't. You don't understand. And it's right. like that's a belief, right? And if you wholeheartedly believe that, then that's yep. Then that's what it's gonna be. But right. if you have the desire or the will to feel the confidence and the fulfillment then you have to be able to believe that you may be a little bit wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know? I love that. I love that you said will because it takes a decision. Oh, right? yeah. Like today on the phone, I was talking to somebody in the car. Um, I was parked outside of your place. And I told someone, I said, look, you have to use your will and decide because if you go on default mode, it's your brain, it's the past. It's going to go back to former patterns, which is always, it's never the better way. We have to, like you said, be conscious and make the decision that I may feel this way now, but I will get myself to this mm -hmm. place by doing the work, by, you know, getting to the truth mm -hmm. and being authentically who yeah. I am. Like, but it's will is the first one. Yeah. Well, one of the 
so in, in yoga, there's this word called a sankalpa and a sankalpa means resolution, uh, or we can see it as an intention. And it's something that you are, um, committed to achieving in the next like six months to a year, mm -hmm. right? It's not like Dharma. Dharma is more your purpose. That's like your life's path, gotcha. right? So Sankalpa is like, I am making a Sankalpa to uh, meditate every day, at least five minutes a day, or I'm making a Sankalpa to finish my book, or mm -hmm. I'm making a, a Sankalpa to finish this album or whatever, you know, that, that resolution is and the way that we uh, infuse it with our power is we write it down, we journal about it and we write I can, I will, I must. I love it. Right? So I can, I will, I must finish my book. I can, I will, I must create my best selling album of all time. I, I can, it. I will, I must um, create financial freedom. I love it. You know, whatever yeah. it is, it's I can, I will, I must. Because at first you have to make that clear, concise sound declaration mm -hmm. because once you make that it's like you've made a commitment to yourself and and that that bond should be ironclad i love it right because i feel like a lot of the times we we set to create something or we set about a goal that we want to achieve and then that's as far as it goes it's like oh i'd like to do that or i'd like to start my own podcast or i'd like to be on henry's podcast or i'd love to be on rosie's podcast mm -hmm. and it's like are you how how committed are you to that right. goal like i can i will i must right. be on henry amar's top itunes rated podcast i can <laughs> i will i must be on top amazing yeah, podcast, yeah. best of all time. So <laughs> you're going to get like 27,000 emails right, right now. It's going to be amazing. It's great. <laughs> um, but I think that that, that creates an energy and uh, an awareness around what you're wanting to build and create. And so I, I feel that. like as, as just going back to the question of feeling unworthy or inadequate, I can, I will, I must I feel that. confident. I can, I will, I must feel empowered. I can, I will, I must feel my truest uh, potential. I can, I will, I must be. I love that so much. Right? It's so good. It's crazy because the word can makes you know it's possible. Mm -hmm. You know, will is I will I do will. it. And must is like, I have no other choice. Yeah, I have I've no other choice. I've made a real commitment. Yeah. And to me, when I, when I heard that, you know, as far as my, my teachers, 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 teachings, great Swami Rama, and this is how he would um, create the Sankalpa. That's how we would have to write it out. It sounded so true to my soul mm. with the level of, energy and dedication that I have lived my life. Cause I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. Because to me, my entire life has felt like a climb, right? Like I'm just climbing and it, there is no, you know, it's like, we all started from the bottom. Now we're here. Right. <laughs> but that's the truth. You know, I will never look back and say, Oh, I've taken a step backward or I've right. fallen behind. It's, you know, we, it's that saying that we fail forward, right? right? Absolutely. We fail forward and Absolutely. we continue to move forward and we continue to move up. Even in the moments where we feel that we've deviated, you've not deviated. It just doesn't look like what you thought it was going right. to look like. Right. A hundred percent. I love that. So let's, if you're listening, like what, what 
can, you will, you must. Like write that down for oh, the next yeah. month and just see what happens. And one thing while you do that, it's really cool. Just really visualize and feel it and see it and embody it. And the more you emotionalize your cans, your wills, and your musts, like the more that your brain will just rewire itself to do that. I mean, Henry, we've already been on here for over an hour and oh my I feel gosh, like seriously? we can we can continue, but I think let's let's answer one more yeah, question. Yes, so let's just close. I didn't even know that. Okay. I know. That's crazy. Such a good catch up. I think it's it's Well, so and everybody funny. listening, thanks. And this was like a pretty like honestly, you did a really great job. Like I this is a Ditto. really cool open just conversation between friends and Everybody listening, I hope you got a chance to like just feel our hearts and our sincerity. Like, and you know, the outside world, look, and this is what's really cool about this is, you know, I know personally, I, I work with a ton of influencers and people that are in the limelight, in the celebrity hood around the world. And, you know, you see them as one thing and you don't realize the actual struggles or the beliefs mm -hmm. or things that they carry. And it's a constant thing, right? Everybody, you're constantly growing. If you're not, Tony Robbins, if you're not growing, you're dying, right? So, like, you know, it's cool and it's cool to hear our vulnerabilities and say, wow, like, you know, Henry just became single and Henry had this belief that's crazy because he's doing so well, right? But it doesn't matter because internally we're always growing. And even when I, I've leveled up a million times from two years ago, and hopefully if you meet me next year, like one of my favorite quotes is, you know, if we haven't spoken in over a year, allow me to reintroduce myself because my growth game is strong, mm -hmm. you know? And like, hopefully all of our growth game is strong and look like, you don't have to be perfect to make a difference, you know, and you're not going to ever be perfect. So if you wait for that moment, you're never going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And so just, just something I wanted to share, like I'm very grateful for our friendship and just the openness that we're able to have. And just everyone listening, like, look, like we all have something to give the world. All of us do. You listening, you have something important. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be on this or that or the other thing. Like people need you and you need you most importantly to love on yourself and to grow and open your heart to, to all those things. And, I'm just really grateful that we got to sit down and do yeah, this. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I, I ditto on everything that you said. And for the people listening, like we, we, we navigate through our life thinking that our stories are mundane because we live them. But that's so not true. People need to yeah. hear your message. Every single human on this planet has medicine and it's part of our duty to share that medicine with the world if it's just a smile or a kindness or sharing our story on an Instagram post or sending an email or a text or mailing a letter or writing a thank you post-it or just acknowledging the person at the grocery store that's checking right. you out. You know, whatever it is, you have medicine to give mm. to the world and I think it's important for us to all recognize that in each other. And I think that not only by recognizing it, but by expressing it in a way for the other to recognize yes. it is going to create just such a stronger bond. And 100%. I'm, I'm so grateful for it. I love that. And I just, I feel impressed to just say like, don't ever be afraid to share your story because of what other people are going to say. Because yeah. the people that aren't going to hear your message aren't for you anyways. Like I always tell people, be you authentically. Like you said that earlier and if you're you and all of a sudden, if I'm myself and I lose all my Instagram followers but three, those three are my people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, about. and we'll go from there. So I, I love that. And so if somebody falls out, because don't be afraid to share who you are. I love, I've never heard someone say everyone has medicine. That is so good. But it's true. It's so true. Yeah, it's so true. Okay, so what's the final question? Hold on. Let me let me channel in what we should answer. As the deep, rosy, acoustic question. question. Um, 
Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's I guess like, I'm like, ooh, okay. What are you willing to commit to from now until the end of the year? Um, like literally, I so I went to the beach yesterday to just meditate and, and, and just really get into my soul. Because I think a lot of times, like, we just keep getting caught up and caught yeah. up and caught up and caught up. Rosie's dancing right now. So I think, <laughs> I think she knows what I'm about to say. It's funny. She just, so she totally cheated, everybody. She sat here and grilled me for two hours and then asks me all these questions. <laughs> so I went to the beach yesterday because I, um, I, so I do really, I've learned over the years to do really well emotionally. Like when I'm in something, boom, I, I, I've learned to, I've learned Henry Amar's machine, right? Like I've learned how to use my will and how to use this brain of mine and the emotional energy of mine and blah, 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 right? And, um, you know, I had this event this whole week, I had media week for Powerful You, which Rosie and I are speaking at May 17th or 19th, super excited about it. Los Angeles Convention Center. Los Angeles Convention Center, www.powerful-u.com, letter U. You got to go. It's going to be so good. But that was a plug for them. But, um, but I was, we were doing media week for them. Mm -hmm. And then I spoke on a panel on Saturday and I was just going and so many things were pulling, pulling at me, you know, and I woke up on Sunday morning. It was the weirdest thing. I've, I've over the years, like I, my anxiety is like, like diminished, like to nothing. I feel it. It goes away. Boom. I've learned to manage it. Sunday morning, I woke up totally full of anxiety. Mm. I was like, what is going on? I forgot your question, but I'm going to tell the story. Oh, yeah. But like, and then, so I went to the beach yesterday and I was like, okay, I went to church and then beach. And I literally was like, I'm going to clear my energy. I'm going to align. I'm going to see what's going on. Cause when I feel an emotion, emotions are indicators to me. They're indicating something is going on, your focus, your energy level, your self-talk, or something's not right in your life. You need to make some shifts, right? So I'm like, okay, let me just get into my heart. I'm not going to resist it. I'm going to love on myself here. I'm not going to be mad at myself for feeling this. So I went into this, this, this mode of like, okay, discovery and self-love and, well, you know, I was sitting at church and went to the beach and had my journal and literally sat there, took some breaths, and then it hit me. Right? It's like pause, dramatic effect. No, it hit me and I was like, oh my gosh, like I I love to help so much that like I've just been going a hundred thousand miles an hour. Same thing last year, but this one was more of like I want to help so many different people that I've allowed it to be scattered this past week. Mm -hmm. And I felt out of alignment. Mm -hmm. And I felt like while I was doing good, while the panel on Saturday was really powerful, while all these other things were really powerful, you know, I realized that it happened for a reason. And there was an elevation that I had to wake up to within myself of complete taking charge of my life, complete ownership of my life not being pulled from the wind pushing me this way or pushing me this way. So my commitment to myself yesterday was, and I do this, but it's on another level of doing it, like really looking at my schedule and managing my time in a way that says, what is truly important? You know, what is really important? There's a lot of good things. There's a lot of great things, but what's the best thing of my time? And while I, I love everybody and I want to help so many people, I don't have the capacity by myself to do it, at least not right now. You know, while I'm building this thing and releasing music and doing all this and wanting to serve and wanting to grow. And, you know, so I, I committed to myself yesterday to really step back and take ownership of my life and my time and my energy and really being aware to listen to that inner voice in a way that I've, I've never listened to it before because I listen to it pretty well. But in order to accomplish the impact I want to have 
in the world, I have to be very deliberate about my time and my energy and my intentions. Yeah. And, and sometimes it means saying no to certain things, yeah. you know? Um, and so I, I fully commit to honoring this time that I'm never going to get back to being intentional with it on a daily basis on a weekly basis, and it doesn't matter what the world thinks Henry Amar should do. What matters is what's in alignment with what I feel I am called to do at this moment. Yeah. And in that space, I can give the world what they need more than what they think they need. Or if not, there's somebody else that's gonna give it to them because yeah. I'm called to do this thing. Right, yeah, so essentially it's like you're making yourself the priority. Y yeah, like making, yeah, in a sense, myself the priority, but like the truth priority. Yeah. The work, the real work the priority. Real work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because it's gonna, it's gonna increce your bandwidth. In the hundred percent. Oh my gosh, it's already. I mean, I already felt it. Like, yeah. and it's funny because I, if you know me, here's the crazy thing. Like, you can't compare yourself to the rest of the world because there are certain things you do really well, but it doesn't mean you can't do it better. Right. You know, people look at me like, how do you get so much done? Like, I recorded a record, I have a podcast, I do this, I have another gig, I'm helping this company out. Like, I've literally filling my schedule mm -hmm. up and I get it all done, but it doesn't mean I can't improve it. And when I do, it's because the level of impact I'm going to have on the world requires that high level of focus and understanding. Mm -hmm. What about you? I feel like I'm just going to be like, ditto what Henry just said. Boom. Um, yeah, I think that for me, what I'm committed to, and it's the same thing I've been committed to this year, I think is more along the lines of, uh, just having more faith and surrendering uh, my desire to control mm. everything um, and just allowing for that refilling of the cup to happen in a way that's sustainable and not feeling like I'm just extending myself too much. I yeah. feel like the, the faith and the surrender come in with regard to uh, just my energy and my health yeah I'm really just just believing that everything is happening in divine timing Absolutely. And I don't have to pressure wow. anything or anyone and you know I I'm I've been committed to it since the beginning of the year it's March wait what month are we in it's April yeah we're we're on we're gonna be in May <laughs> I've spaced out on March yeah so it's April and uh, I, I've been doing a pretty good job, and I, I continue. I, I pray that I continue the rest of the year and keeping that same, that same, uh, you know. Surrender. Surrender. Yeah, trust, man. Trust. So big, right? Oh, yeah, wow. trust, trust, trust. I love that. Uh, well, so that's it. Yeah. Well, thank you. I love you. You're awesome. <laughs> Love um, you. You're awesome. And like I, yeah. Thank you for thank you for listening to the Radically Loved podcast and the making it happen with Henry Amar. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you listening to this podcast, the prior episodes we've done will be on the show notes. Yep. And we will both be at Powerful You. Yeah. And I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It's going to be that. so much fun. If you're in LA, please do come. There are scholarships available yeah. for people. They don't want to turn anyone away. That's the coolest part. Is like. You'd pay thousands of dollars to go to something like this, but if it's out of your budget, they have a scholarship ticket for $25 for the whole weekend. Like wow. all three days with the best speakers in the world, including Rosie. Oh, including Henry and Mar. So, um, yeah. So we'll be together we'll in, be May together in May again. And thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. 
Powerful You is coming to Los Angeles. Finally, I'm so excited. This three-day transformative event brings world-renowned influencers, visionaries, and entrepreneurs directly to the LA area. So get ready, LA. And if you're not in LA, you must come. We've got some incredible people speaking, many who have been guests on this podcast. We've got Lisa Bilyeu, Lori Harder, Glennon Doyle, and... I get to be speaking at this event, which is still hard for me to believe. I'm so excited. It's May 17th through the 19th. Get your tickets at powerful-u.com or you can go to the show notes of this podcast and go directly to the link to get your tickets now. This event will sell out and I really hope that you treat yourself and get an opportunity to come to this amazing event. So I'll see you soon.